0: Greetings and salutations you kinky fucks Welcome back for episode 67 of Kinks with Kiki S&M aka Song and Mood of the Week Gonna jump right into it It's going to be DVSN, better known as Division, with Too Deep So I just felt like that song in particular was very relevant to this week's episode and everything that I'm going to be discussing, as well as my mood. So I've been in, for the most part, a very relaxed and somber mood. Um, So I just thought something that's talking about something that feels good, a song that's just feel good in general, would be perfect to start off my week with, so again, s a.k.a. Song and Mood of the Week, is going to be Division 2D. Now, Weekly with Kiki. So, you guys know, um, I'm back in New York, and like everyone else in the country, I, well, not everyone, because, you know, some, some people. <laughs> I can't say who, but some people, um... I am quarantining and, you know, minding my business. Uh, The last episode I recorded was a couple of days before my birthday. This one is going to be about almost two weeks after my birthday. And my birthday was great. It was very, you know, quaint and relaxing. Um, My roommates are amazing. They got me cupcakes from this place I really like um, that Lori put me on to and champagne I think it, or maybe it was wine it was wine and they played a playlist of all the songs that were like top 40 or top 100 in 1987 which I thought was pretty dope because you guys know I am a proud 80s baby <laughs> I'm on the later end of the 80s but I'm an 80s baby nonetheless so that was dope it was a good time um I went to dinner also with my roommates um and you guys know, I have a lot of friends in New York. Um, a lot of them I hold near and dear. And I can just, oh God, naming everybody. I have Mahaya, I have Alexis, I have Tara, Rome, JB, Steven. Like I have friends here, but unfortunately, you know, because of Rona <laughs> taking us out the paint, like you really can't celebrate big events like you want to just because you can't really, I guess what's the you can't really function together as a group bigger than really five at this point because of the risk of exposure you know I have friends who've had babies within the last few months and I just don't want them being out and about and potentially exposing themselves thus exposing their new children so I kept it small I kept it with my roommates because you know I live with these women and We're always around each other. And it was just, it was safe and it was comforting because I know these women as well. So it was a good time. Um, Like I said, just did dinner, cupcakes. I ate like trash because I was like, fuck it. It's my 33rd, AKA my Jesus year. And I'm going to enjoy it. So that's what I did. Um, Also, I was on a podcast coming up this week I won't say which one because I don't want to give it away because they release after I release but I was on a podcast this week with two amazing people and I can't wait until I can start posting about it because whoo baby this was this was a podcast this was an episode. That's all I have to say. (laughs) If you were there, you know. But I did get to meet um, two people that I've known via Twitter. Well, three people actually that I've known via Twitter um, for a while now. And it was awesome to get to meet them in person for the first time ever. Hopefully it won't be the last time. Um, I got to meet some amazing women as well. It was it was a good time. I can't wait to post about it and talk about it. But you guys will hear it. This upcoming week, I believe that's what they said that it will be released. I'm not going to say the day because I feel like I'll give it away if I say the day. But nonetheless, it was dope. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much that's, you know, my week in general. Well, my two weeks I celebrated the birthday and I went on a really, really great podcast. So This week, I want to jump into an episode all about orgasms. Come one, come all. (laughs) Now, you guys know in the past, I have done a few episodes on orgasms. Well, a couple. I've done one particularly on edging, and I've done one on orgasm play. Now, you all know orgasm play is essentially orgasm denial or forced orgasms, things of that nature. I also did an episode, like I said, on edging where I talk about like the technique of edging and why I'm not a fan of it, nor am I a fan of orgasm denial because they're basically the same. But when you're doing it in like a kink or a scene type of setting, it's a little different than just edging. Like if you're edging alone, like when you're in a scene with someone and they're not allowing you to come, it's very frustrating. And it's not the type of frustration I like because I become a bitch. And I'm pretty sure I said that in the episodes as well. So this week is going to be about all types of orgasms. Um, I realized I'd never done an episode breaking down how many orgasms there are. And I'm pretty sure there are several that haven't even been discovered yet and probably will be in the future. But this week, I want to talk about female and both male orgasms, because it's not just about us ladies, men can have several orgasms um, as well. It's just not as in detailed, (laughs) per my research, as a woman's orgasm will be. So I am going to go ahead and get started. Oh, yeah, I'm very solo this week. Um, haven't been solo in a while. I'm excited about that um, because, you know, I've had my ex-dom, I've had Mr. L, I've had Lori. But this week, I am going to be strictly solo. So jumping into this glorious topic that I've chosen for this week is going to be all about orgasms. Now, an orgasm is considered a buildup of sexual arousal and stimulation that can lead men and women, to an intense and pleasurable release of sexual tension. Having an orgasm may also be referred to as climaxing or coming. Typically during an orgasm, the heart beats faster, blood pressure rises, breath becomes quicker and heavier, and involuntary muscle contractions occur in the genitals and often throughout the body. Now, I may be weird for this, but I never really feel the convulsions and the genital area (laughs) when I orgasm which is a little odd like I don't know if I'm just like numb to it like I don't orgasm often I don't even masturbate often I'm just I'm a little confused as to why I never feel it but apparently it's a thing I mean I still I have for the most part intense orgasms it's just I can't recall like a super convulsion of like the cooch so (laughs) so but you know apparently that's a thing um one thing I read about when I was doing my research on this is that orgasms have many psychological effects this is one of the main reasons I am no longer into casual sex because I respect my mental health A little more (laughs) not saying I respect it more than my sexual health but I'm more aware and protective of my mental space than I am getting an orgasm like I just don't feel like the psychological effects for me personally are worth it so orgasms are typically associated with the release of the neurotransmitter dopamine which facilitates the experience of pleasure. In addition, the brain releases the hormone oxytocin, which is also called the love hormone, and it reinforces feelings of love and attachment, which is why I just said I would rather not fuck anyone because I don't want to be in love or feel love or any type of attachment to anyone that I can't call mine. So personal preference, I know everyone doesn't feel that way, Some people can definitely decipher between the two of sex and no emotion, no commitment. Um, I used to be one of those people. The older I get, the more. For me, it just doesn't seem as satisfying and fulfilling. And I would rather save my cooch for somebody that I actually can genuinely say I like. So one of the reasons why I choose not to have orgasms with the opposite sex, hell, at this point, the same sex, because I just, you know, protect your peace. All right, so I want to jump into types of orgasms for women. I'm going to leave men for last because I did find a few, but I just feel like, you know, men need their moment. And at this point, I'm going to say I'm saving the best for last, Uh, I guess. (laughs) So the first orgasm I found research on was the vaginal orgasm. So the vaginal orgasm is known as any type of penetrative stimulation, if necessary. Like, so if you are having intercourse, if you are using a sex toy, if you're using a wand, if you're using a dildo or G-spot stimulator, which we will get into G-spot Orgasm soon, but if you are doing anything of the sort in the vajayjay, that is typically the cause of a vaginal orgasm. Now, I read this article because I do, y'all, when I do research, this shit may be summed up, I promise you, but it it takes a while. It takes hours, sometimes days, (laughs) for me to sum it up and be able to type everything up in my notes for it to equal out 30 minutes to an hour. So I found this article that said, researchers came to the conclusion that the vaginal orgasm doesn't exist. And this is based on their assertion that the vagina has no anatomical structure that can cause an orgasm. So when I read this, I was like, okay. (laughs) I was a little taken aback because I'm like, so we have this sex organ that is intended for pleasure and the birthing of babies but we don't get an orgasm from it. I feel like we got the shit end of the deal when it comes to sex and anatomy because we got all these particles down there, and I mean particles. Like, we have all these parts down there, and nothing to show for it? That's bullshit. Anyway, so the research says that it makes it impossible for a woman to achieve an orgasm through penetrative sex alone. And... To some degree, I agree, because, well, I'm I'm a different type of person, because I do have G-spot orgasms, I squirt, I have multiple orgasms, I have anal orgasms, ugh, it's just so many, Um, but I, I don't know, I just feel like that's the shit end of the deal, personally, for vaginal. So this one is a vaginal orgasm as well, and I feel like this might be kind of like the fuck you to that theory that I just explained. Um, And this is called a deep vaginal erogenous zone orgasm. So as we know, the clit and the g-spot aren't the only pleasure buttons in our (laughs) cooch or around our cooch. Women as well as some researchers have said that there are additional erogenous zones inside the vagina that when touched the right way can lead to what is known as a deep vaginal orgasm it comes with an a spot first and usually an o spot which leads to of course an orgasm i will explain a spot later i don't want to go too detailed into it right now because i do have that section as well but so apparently you can It's like the dual stimulation of certain spots where you can achieve an actual vaginal orgasm. So again, this is like the fuck you to the research that I just read previously to this. The next type of orgasm is going to be oral. And I don't mean like an oral, like you're sucking on her clit type of orgasm. I mean like a physical, like an actual oral orgasm. So I'll explain that. So this orgasm can be attained from kissing or orally pleasuring someone else. Um, This is almost what's called like an oral fixation, not a a (laughs) asphyxiation, an oral fixation, like people who tend to get aroused with things in their mouths, which is like candy or suckers, things of that nature where they're like, Deeply aroused by things just being around or in their mouth, this is the type of orgasm that they're talking about. So, a person's lips have a heightened sensitivity. So, like, sexy kisses can cause all types of reactions. Researchers even found that kissing can cause an increase in oxytocin, aka the love hormone, (laughs) which can be released during orgasm. So, extended passionate kissing can actually lead to a person coming. Which I find amazing. I'm not that much of a kisser. But maybe it's just I haven't found anyone I've liked in a really long time enough to kiss them passionately enough. But kissing can actually lead to an orgasm. Also, some people have found that performing oral sex on or other people can make them come. Now, I know we've seen it on Twitter. I know we've heard women talk about it. There are a lot of women in the world who actually have physical orgasms not touching themselves but if they're giving like their man head or they're giving their girl head they're so turned on by the act of what's going on around and in their mouth that they come so this is the type of orgasm that they're talking about not an oral sex orgasm but just an oral fixation type orgasm you're giving head to someone or you're kissing someone and it makes you come. Now the next one is going to be an anal orgasm, which happens to be one of my favorites. I I love a good anal orgasm. There, oh, Okay, <laughs> let me go into it. So an anal orgasm is, in my opinion, typically in like a really, really intense experience. Many people have found that they have stronger orgasms with anal play due to the multitude of sensitive nerves located in the anal region. Many couples have relished in how anally responsive their partners are at the slightest touch. So anal intercourse can be a way to share sex play experiences that are intense and bonding for partners. It's so, personally anal. I'm very, anal is not something I'm doing casually. Um, If I'm, sexually involved with a person for an extensive amount of time or if I'm like romantically and romantically involved will typically do anal. But if I'm just like which I haven't been, which I don't plan to, but if I'm just like fucking you, you're not fucking me anal. Because I do that's very it's an intimate space for me. Um it's not a space I want people just intruding casually just for shits and giggles. So I get the sentiment of it being, you know, pleasurable and intense and bonding because it is from, you know, just my personal standpoint of being a fan of anal sex and loving to have anal sex. It's not something I want to have with everyone because again, that's something that I don't consider it sacred, but I consider it something precious to me and not something I just want to share willingly because the person I'm involved with has a penis and you know, that's that on that. Now, the next orgasm I found for us gals is going to be a squirting orgasm. Hmm. Ladies, we know the men love this particular orgasm. Somebody has to explain it to me. If a guy doesn't mind, send me a DM, send me an email. What is the fascination with men and squirting? Because I don't think I understand the sentiment around it. Like, I just, it's something I do. So I don't think twice about it because it's just something that happens naturally without me having to try, which I know is not the case for all women. But I'm just curious like, what's the big deal? It's just fucking squirting. It's not that deep. But again, personal opinion, you know, not speaking for the people, just speaking from my own experience. I'm just like, I don't get it. But anyway. Squirting orgasms, a.k.a. female ejaculation. It really does exist. I am here to tell you. You guys have heard me talk about it. You've heard my ex-dom confirm it. I am a squirter. That shit is out here. <laughs> um, but it says sometimes when women are sexually aroused and stimulated, there is an expulsion of fluid from the glands around the urethra and anterior surface of the vagina during an orgasm. Though it is still wholly contested where the fluid is actually coming from. And we all know what that means. There has been an ongoing, like, ongoing debate since I can remember. Like, I've had this, I used to have this argument. I had this argument with my best friend for, like, years. Every now and then we would get into this whole argument and we would, I would say, it's not P she would say it is p. I even got to the point where I asked like my gynecologist and she was like, it's not pee, but it just has like parts of pee in it. Like, so it's not urine, but it has like urine in it. It's just not like somebody's literally sitting on you and peeing on you like a toilet. It's like pieces, not pieces. Oh, that sounds so harsh. It's a portion of urine in it, but not enough for it to actually be considered urine. So the fluid is typically clear like I just said, <laughs> it doesn't resemble urine, just like I said, there can be a moderate amount released or a full on gush. So to the women who say they squirt it, but they didn't squirt buckets, everybody has their thing. And from my experience, I had to learn how to get to the point where it's like waterfalls and squirting across the room if possible. And buckets and puddles that wasn't something that happened with me overnight it was something when I learned how to tap into like a g-spot orgasm and learn how to relax enough to squirt every time I had sex it took time and it took like not a lot of concentration but it took time and patience for me to get out of my own head and out of my own space and be like okay you want to have this orgasm just relax and enjoy So that's basically, you know, (laughs) how that works. Getting out of your own head will definitely help. That is my best advice when it comes to squirting. I am a true believer that every woman can squirt. It's just something we really have to tap into because I know when I first felt it, I would hesitate because I felt like I was going to pee on myself. And when I finally let that go and was like, you know what, let's just see what happens. That was how I tapped into it. And now I can't tap out of that bitch. But try that. Just let it go. Let it flow. Be free. And it'll probably happen for you. Just going to say that. Um, G-spot stimulation is a type of tension that typically leads to squirting. Like I just said, it's usually my G-spot orgasms that do it for me. Um, and it does it for me like repetitively because, again, I've tapped into that spot. However, caressing and teasing other areas surrounding the urethra are actually known to cause squirting as well. <laughs> and when I read the notes and like the articles on this, it said result in a soak the sheets climax. I was triggered because <laughs> I put down plastic, I put down towels. Like, it's it can be bad. If you are one of those women, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to ruin sheets and mattresses and shit like that. But you know, it is what it is. Um, No one knows exactly how many women or the number of women who experience squirting orgasm. So it's pretty uncertain at this point. But it was actually found in a study that 10 to 50% of women at one time or another have either had a gushing moment or considered themselves squirting during an orgasm and since we were talking so heavily about the g-spot orgasm that is going to be the next type of orgasm for women so the g-spot also known as the Grafenberg spot is located about an inch inside the vaginal canal forward near your belly button it's not something you can really see but you can usually feel it if you insert a finger into your vagina and you press forward like you know, the motion men love to do, women love to do the come hither <laughs> motion. If you do that, you can kind of detect like something bumpy or rigid um, It's usually known to be the size of a walnut and is typically spongy. If you press on a spot gently and you stroke it while you're like pressing on it, usually it can lead to a G-spot orgasm. And if you, again, I've been here. I've been there. If you can relax enough, it can actually lead to you squirting. So when you're sexually aroused, the G-spot typically fills up with blood and it swells, kind of like the clit, which is why they're both so amazing. (laughs) Touching it in a way that feels good to your partner or yourself or with your partner's penis or toy Usually triggers what most women describe as a deeply intense shaking to the core kind of climax. I've never had that per se, but they've been, for the most part, okay. Like they've been great. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say they've just been meh. They've actually been really good, but like shaking to the core, no. I'll talk about what my shaking to the core (laughs) orgasm is in a moment. So the next one is going to be the clitoral orgasm mm. for the most part that is orgasm that all women praise more than jesus or whoever you're you know whatever you religion faith you believe in um the clitoris is estimated to have approximately eight thousand nerve endings which explains why clitoral orgasms are incredibly powerful now, out of all the orgasms I've experienced, that by far is definitely my favorite. So, the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy shared that 36.6% of women in the U.S. require clitoral stimulation in order to reach climax, which makes this a common orgasm. For some reason, I feel like 366 is bullshit. I just can't prove it, but I don't feel like that's something that is common like it it has to be higher there's no way because I don't know any women who don't have a preference over clitoral stimulation while getting sex versus anything else but you know what I'm not every woman I don't know but from what I've heard from the women I've talked to in the past probably the women I'll talk to in the future most of us require clitoral stimulation just to have like a really good orgasm So the clitoris is the go-to sweet spot for most women when they want to experience pleasure and release of an orgasm. While clitoral orgasms may be the most accessible, this tiny most hidden bliss button (laughs) is highly individualistic. Every woman prefers a different type of touch here to reach climax. Now that I have to agree with. Um, What one does may not work for the other and Finding a partner, whether it be woman or man, is A1. It's just, it's chef's kiss spectacular because having someone that actually knows your body and they're willing to learn your body to get you there every time, is just, it's unmatched. Um, You know, we do live in a world where men are quick to say, this isn't me bashing, but it's true men are quick to say if a woman's not orgasm well clearly it must be her no sis can make herself orgasm just fine you're not making her orgasm don't deflect take ownership figure out what it not saying that you're bad at sex you just need to figure out what it takes for that person in particular to like come if you're not willing to do that then the problem is you sir (laughs) okay the fuck Anyway, the clitoris is a very sensitive part of the woman's anatomy, composed of millions of nerve endings. I'm tired, y'all. Bear with me. Similar to that of the penis. So you guys know in my other orgasm where I talked about play, denial, forced. I talked about how I was tortured once before, like orgasm denial with my clit. I don't like it. It's not for me. It's not my fave. If I have to give it a list, it's definitely at the bottom of the list. Um, Maybe not at the very bottom, maybe like second to last, but it's definitely not at the top. So the next orgasm I thought was very unusual because I'd never heard of this. And if you've had one of these, email me, DM me, because I I really want to know what it was like, how it happened, how long it was, what did you do? How did you feel? So this orgasm is called a orgasm, or a core orgasm which is reached strictly from working out this might actually encourage me to go to a gym <laughs> so there's a book called the coregasm workout that advocates raising the heart rate and performing lower abdomen and core exercises claiming that it will turn that in turn it will draw enough blood directly to your genital area that will result in a small orgasm Reaching climax while engaged in tough workout may sound a little strange. This is not my words. This is me reading what this says, but I do find it a little different. It's not strange. It's different. But workout-induced orgasms or coregasms are real. A study from Indiana University found that 370 out of 530 women surveyed have experienced an orgasm or sexual pleasure while working out, and they're usually from core-based exercises. (sighs) All right, um, I, I have no words. Like I, perhaps if I become one of those people who frequent the gym consistently, I might experience it. But again, if you've experienced it, I definitely want to hear from you because that is genuinely fascinating to me. So this episode, where am I? I'm 29 minutes in. So I'm hoping it'll be like an hour because I have a lot of orgasms here <laughs> and I'm still on all women orgasms. So sleep orgasm, which I don't necessarily say is for women, I say that's basically unisex because men have wet dreams just like women do. But obviously this is when women can achieve an orgasm during an erotic dream while sleeping. It is reported that 37% of women have had one of these sleep orgasms by the time they are 45, but it's difficult to know how common they really are. Sleep orgasms usually start with a sexy dream or a sex dream. which causes increased blood flow to the genitals as well as major relaxation, which somehow allows the body to reach orgasm while a woman isn't even awake. There's so many lines here that I'm just like, oh, this is okay. That last line is what kind of did it for me. I'm like, you know, men, the creep factor is all at an all time high here lately. So that's just, all right. Um, sleep orgasms but again I don't feel like that's strictly based to women and women alone I really feel like that's more of a people type thing because we're all capable of having sex dreams no matter your gender or you know your sexual orientation now this is my favorite multiple orgasms you can't have too much of a good thing right Mm uh that's the appeal from most men most women but right now we're talking about women um the appeal of multiple orgasms is like something women can indulge in and i say it's unlike men because men are not capable of having orgasms back to back to back to back like if you can have five or six orgasms within like 45 minutes sir let me know i need to talk to you because You are an anomaly, and I would like to speak to you and get more insight from your point of view. But obviously, we know multiple orgasms are just that, where you have the ability to keep climaxing even after you've climaxed um, the first time. You know, men, they have the refractory period, which they need downtime before they can go for round two. Fortunately for us girls, as women... (laughs) We can reach that state over and over and over and over, even if there's a plateau. So you know how it is, girls, when we come. And it's like, okay, you're coming down. But you can go right back up. Like, you don't necessarily need to be like, no, let me take a 10-minute break and let's get back to this. No, keep it going, girl. If you're capable of doing that, kudos. I also am capable of doing that as well. And it is amazing. Um, Of course, you know, like most things that happen in multiples – The more stimulation you have, the more orgasms you can have. So my advice for women who are wanting to push that limit is to do just that. If you have an orgasm and you want to keep going to have another one, allow the person or apparatus you are with or using to do just that. Push yourself because then you'll orgasm again and you'll be so thankful that you did. All right, the next one is going to be the A spot. So it was actually a book published in the early 1920s by Marie Stopes called the contraception, we called call contraception. And it describes the anterior fornix erogenous zones as being able to cause arousal when touched. Also called the A-F-E or A-F-E zone, A spot is thought of as a second G spot. As it is located deep within the vaginal canal It can be somewhat hard to find, but the a spot can be found near the deepest point of the front interior wall of the vagina above the cervix where the sensitive nerves are located. The a spot is where the wall of the vagina begins to curve upward between the uterus and the rectum. And I feel like that spot, if you're doing like a double penetration type thing, you'll get more stimulation from it. I know everybody's not into that, but here's like an experiment. If you have a partner or if you want to do it alone, take two fingers, one in the pink, one in the stink, not two, one in the pink, one in the stink, and just squeeze in that thin space between where you can feel your fingers touching from your anus and your vagina is usually very sensitive. So that would be my advice when it comes to an A spot. However, that's just me giving my, you know, my... On this situation, because I've done it. Um, but I found some technical information regarding the A-spot that you could try to achieve that type of orgasm. So it says to use lubricated fingers, reach inside the vaginal canal towards the cervix, which can feel rounder and a bit tougher than the vaginal tissue. If you feel forward. And above the cervix you can feel a spongy area that will rapidly respond to arousal when you apply pressure or stroke this area once found it doesn't take long for the continual stimulation to lead to a strong pulsing orgasm the a-spot stimulation was discovered by dr Chua, C H U A chua chua i'm assuming when he was researching vaginal dryness and found that his test subjects experienced greater overall natural lubrication when practicing a spot massage daily for a week. So, if you don't want to try it my way, I would say no, don't. But if you want to try it the formal way, I just gave you the ins and outs (laughs) of how to do so. So, the next orgasm is going to be... A cervical orgasm. Now, this I've never experienced. I didn't even know it was a thing until I started doing research. Um, Because the cervical orgasms occur deep inside, they can be considerably more intense on several levels. According to sexual reflexology, the cervix is literally a woman's inner core and has the ability to create an orgasm that allows sexual energy to flow, releasing built-up tension, which in some circumstances can often lead to a full body orgasm. Now when I saw this one, this is when I was like, okay, so we're going into more of a spiritual realm versus a sexual one. Because this one, it gives you like, it broke down the tools you can use. And it was actually a jade yoni egg or crystal one. If you go to crystal shops, you know, they have rose quartz often um, that are shaped in the form of a penis. They have amethysts that are typically shaped. Um, I know those are very strong crystals not to go, you know, hippie or free spirit on you. Um, they are usually very heavily love crystals trying to open up like love chakras and, uh, work on like your heart and things of that nature. So those, and like a lot of women feel like they're damaged in the vagina. So they want to open and clear that space They typically use crystal wands to do so. In this particular orgasm, it actually says to use one of those. So you have to be in a comfortable position that allows you access to the cervix, which is approximately, if you heard my roommate sneeze, ignore her, <laughs> which is approximately one inch in diameter with a small hole in the middle of it. And it often looks like puckered lips. So it's recommended that you lay on your back with a pillow under your rear. Or your ass, <laughs> or land on your side. Um, if you are attempting to do this with a partner, a position is dog like doggy style will allow for deep internal massage. Use your finger. Using your fingers aren't a good option. Cervical massage can also be done with the crystal wand, like I said, or egg, um, yoni egg, yoni um, egg. Using these elements can allow for quick attention release during initial massage. Um, it talks about trying to like meditate um bringing your consciousness into your body focusing deep inside your vagina so this one was very like meditative and it was almost like a spiritual connection to because he said like the cervix is considered our inner core so what better way to tap into the inner core by I mean what better way than to use some type of spiritual enlightenment meditation opening up your consciousness possibly a chakra using yoni eggs or crystals very interesting <laughs> the next orgasm is going to be a blender orgasm so this is pretty much when you have completed not completed when you've combined two orgasms into one so you're doing anal and you're having your clit stimulated or you're doing vaginal and you're having your clit stimulated or you're doing vaginal and anal DP at the same time. Usually blended orgasms consist of two orgasms in one. Um, you're having your clit stimulated and your nipples sucked, things of that nature. I personally was like, whoo, whoo, because I love a blended orgasm because it's just is astounding and just breathtaking for me anyway because if you're like I'm big on a trifecta and the trifecta is anal clitoral and vaginal all at once so if I'm being fucked anally and there's a dildo in my pussy and a vibrator on my clit I'm just probably going to be like a puddle of goo by the time we finish having sex because it's everything um I saw when I was looking up blended orgasms this term called Clitoris urethro vaginal, (laughs) which is basically the stimulation and interactions between the clitoris urethra and the anterior vaginal wall, hence clitoro urethro vaginal. This theory was discovered during research of the G-spot and states that it is the synergy between all of the anatomical areas. That allow for this orgasm to happen. So the next time I have sex, I'm going to remember that term in specifics and me and that person are going to experiment because baby curiosity is going to kill this cat. <laughs> Not to be cheesy. All right. <laughs> I have got so many orgasms. <laughs> have another one which is nipple orgasm um as we all know nipples are sensitive and it is considered an erogenous zone um especially for women because ironically our nipples are connected to like our uterus and just our reproductive and their reproductive organs because you know we breastfeed and when women breastfeed their uterus contracts and just you know your uterus contracts when you have an orgasm so This can be a really good orgasm just within itself. Like I recently, not recently, um, I had a nipple orgasm a while back. It was, I really feel like it was like earlier this year, like way earlier this year, um, where it was strictly nipple play and he was sucking on my nipples and he did a really, really good job. And I came a couple of times just by that like I didn't need any type of like clitoral stimulation you didn't have to touch my cooch it was just like sucking on my nipples and doing a damn good job of it sir if you're listening <laughs> and um yeah that did me in so with it being such a sensitive area and obviously the harder the nipples become the more sensitive they are to direct stimulation like it just over the moon honey over the moon, but that's what a nipple orgasm is, is basically achieving an orgasm in the sex zone. Like, so like your clit will start to swell and you will have a clitoral orgasm without even having to touch your clit because it's all nipple. Mental orgasm. Now I've only had one of these in my entire life and it was probably about five years ago. And this is when people, can mentally bring themselves to an orgasm just thinking about having an orgasm or thinking about having sex or anything uh, erotic or stimulating that will get them off without them having to touch themselves so this is considered meditative sex Um, if you just lay down you relax you think about what brings you to really good orgasms i promise you if you practice it enough you'll definitely get there is completely to me personally it was a subconscious thing it was just me going into like my memory bank and just thinking of all the things that turn me on sexually and just do it for me it works um and it's also referred to as thinking off not jacking off thinking off I loved it um I haven't been able to achieve it since so I know I'm not in a place mentally for that anymore. Um, versus where I was five years ago, I was in mentally, I was in a different space. Sexually, I was very open to a lot of things. So it was a little easier to do it without so much of an effort. But yeah, so a mental orgasm. Now I talked about the clitoral urethral vaginal orgasm and there's an orgasm called the U-spot which is a urethral orgasm. So this orgasm is located, you know, basically by the clitoral hood. It's close to the clitoris so it makes sense that this would be an orgasm that is achieved by women. Um, The G-spot is surrounded by the urethral sponge So the area is particularly sensitive when coaxed to an orgasm. Um, I feel like it would be some type of like a massage or if you're stimulating the clit, you might as well stimulate the urethra. And lo and behold, you might be able to actually look up and have not only a clitoral orgasm, but a urethral orgasm as well. So the last one, and I say this for last because... This one was, this one was different. (laughs) Um, I haven't experienced it. I'm not sure that I will in life. But to the women who may have possibly experienced this, if you listen to this podcast, reach out to me because I am curious. So it's called the birthgasm. And it's referred to as women who experience orgasms while giving birth. The pushing process of labor involves stimulation of erogenous areas that can result in an unexpected climax. Um, There was a study done in Sexologies, which is the European Journal of Sexual Health, that found that midwives reported witnessing orgasmic births in approximately 0.3% of their clients. So it's not common. I would love to have an orgasm as I'd hope that doesn't come off weird, um, while I'm pushing out a whole human because from what I've heard, it's not the best experience in the world and it is extremely painful. So if I can get some type of pleasure that will distract me from the pain, gosh, damn right. I want to do a birth birthgasm, but I thought that one was different. Okay. So now we can finally jump into the man's. I saved you guys for last because there aren't a lot of orgasms with men. It's just like, they're coming like you ejaculate in the story, but I did a little bit of research. Um, and I was able to find some, not many, but I was able to find enough where I was satisfied. So the first of course is the ejaculatory, AKA the standard orgasm. We all know how this goes. Um, it happens during sex. It happens during masturbation. Um, It's the standard climax for most men. Most men love it, obviously. (laughs) Niggas is always trying to fuck, so they love it, obviously. Um, It is obviously when a man is physically stimulated. He is psychologically stimulated enough to get an erection. And the blood flow, we all know, as women, as men, we know when a man gets hard, all the blood goes straight to the bean. And once it grows in size... It becomes rigid. Oh, we love, oh, I love penis. Okay. (laughs) The testicles are often drawn up towards the body as the scrotum tightens. And then men have orgasms. Like they do whatever they do, whether that be using their hands, using sex toys, using vagina, using whatever, they tend to come. So I was rudely interrupted by my dog doing something and misbehaving in the living room while I'm trying to record in peace. As you guys know, I record from home, and I'll talk about something I got awesome as a birthday gift at the end of the show, but yes, um, where did I leave off? Oh, regular degular orgasms for men. (laughs) So I found this little tidbit about semen, which, you know, high five to the swallowers out there. Uh, A mixture of, semen is a mixture of sperm, which is 5% and 95% fluid. It is forced into the urethra by a series of contractions of the pelvic floor muscles and prostate gland and then leaves the penis in the process called ejaculation. So this is a standard, aka regular degular orgasm for men. So, apparently men can have blended orgasms or whole body orgasms. Um, Blended orgasms for men are essentially when you climax while several several areas of your body Is being stimulated simultaneously. So I assume it's, uh, it's almost like a milking type orgasm where you're stimulating the prostate and you're jacking them off and, or either you're sucking the dick and you're like tweaking their nipples or things of that nature. That's what I assume for men that it is, or wherever their erogenous zone may be on their bodies, whether it be their balls or neck, their ear. I know a lot of men, um, loves to have their ears bitten. I am a biter. I love to bite on a man's ears, especially a man that I actually like because we're not out here doing it at the randoms, but that's what I assume a blended orgasm is for a man or a whole body orgasm is for a man. Just like I said earlier, wet dream orgasms for men is not just during puberty. It's actually in men and women adults and teenagers. So that really isn't dedicated to just men. It's typically around women and men. But I want this to be, you know, I'm trying to make it as inclusive to men as possible. So multiple orgasms. So there are two types of multiple orgasms and not all men can have them. The first version is when a man climaxes, they take a break, hydrate, most likely, then they can do it again. However, if a person, well, not a person, if a man or someone who identifies as a man, um, if you're just empty, you might find that you can actually orgasm without the release of semen, which according to the research is completely normal. I've never experienced that with a man, but apparently it's normal. The second variation is what they would call the holy grail of orgasms for men as they just keep coming and coming with no rest period required. So... This is typically an orgasm mm. that's known as, I'm trying to see if it has a known as, but I don't think it does. Okay. So like I said, why this is called the holy grail of orgasms, because it's typically um, advised that a man has an orgasm, takes a break, which is called the refractory period. Um, enjoy the oxytocin that's released. And then go back for round two. The second round, um, there is 67% of men who possibly experience multiple orgasms after they've had the first orgasm. So, apparently, what it's saying is if you're having an orgasm as a man, you cool down and, you know, refractory and all that good stuff, and then you go right back at it, there's an, a good chance that you'll be able to have a second and a third orgasm the second round. All right, so this one was interesting as well. (laughs) This is called the pelvic orgasm. To achieve a pelvic orgasm, you need to work at it. I feel like it's like a Kegel thing, but I'm not a man, so I don't know. This can be done through a method known as edging, where you bring yourself to the edge for all intents and purposes, and then you stop. The aim is twofold, to gain better control of your orgasms and to increase the intensity for when you finally decide to let go. Um, And I just want to throw out there that Kegels are not just for women. Men have pelvic floors as well. So do your Kegels, ladies and gentlemen. My advice, if you drive, do it at every stoplight. If you take the train, do kegels when the train stops in between like the train stopping at one stop and going to the next, do your kegels in between that. So if I'm giving an example because I'm back in New York so if you're I don't know on a J train and you're going into the city. so if you're at a fucking Broadway Myrtle Broadway and you're going to the next stop, you do your kegels in between. The last one is going to be the prostate orgasm. Both men and women have a G-spot that can be stimulated for extra pleasure. But where it is and how you play with it is the question. So the male G-spot, better known as the prostate gland, is also known as the P-spot. It is a walnut-sized gland that is accessed through the anus. So if you have a prostate, in order to achieve an amazing orgasm like a G-spot, you would have to go through your anus, find your P-spot, stimulate accordingly, and have a grand old time. All right, so on Instagram, I want to say, by the time you all hear this, it will be Monday, but I feel like a couple of days ago, I um, asked everyone if they had a moment where they can reflect on their best orgasm. And I asked them to tell me about it and what type it was. So I have a few that I want to read, and I'm not going to read all of them, but I have a couple that I'd like to read. Um, So like I talked about multiple orgasms with men, Um, one of the people answered the question on IG, and he said he had back-to-back orgasms from oral because she wouldn't stop. And again, pushing yourself to the limit is key here the next one I saw that I really like was anal clit and vaginal all at the same time. And at the end of the orgasm, um, and an orgasm at the end of tease and denial. So I am big on a trifecta. Give me anal, give me clitoral, give me vaginal at the same time, any day. Um, somebody else gave me a whole story, which I can genuinely relate to. So it says, Woo, child. <laughs> I know there's a debate to whether the G-spot exists, but My best orgasm was a G-spot orgasm. She never stops when I'm about to come. She just pushes me through one onto the other. But this one was so intense, I passed out and woke up to find out I drooled on myself. Baby. That's a hell of an orgasm. Look, when I say women, women be out here doing it. I'm not saying y'all do it better, but damn, if we have to give percentages with men and women, mm, it ain't looking too good for y'all, bruh. But, you know, I also passed out during sex and I've had an orgasm make me drool before like so I can definitely definitely understand where you're coming from this one was first time I got hit and was swallowed I got dizzy started chasing (laughs) still chasing that high until today see how orgasms out here these shit's addictive as fuck that's why I'm like can't be giving these to everybody Uh, the last one I'm going to do, cause I think I got like maybe 15 or 16, but I'm not going to do many because I've been on this subject for almost an hour now. The last one is it was a prostate milking, but shh, don't tell nobody, sir. I'm not going to tell nobody, (laughs) you know, I don't be telling nobody business up here. I just be reading who it belongs to. That's nobody's business. And of course you all know, I don't like exposing anybody on anything. So your secret is safe with me. (laughs) Now, that is going to conclude episode 57, Kinks with Kiki. Haven't did a solo in a minute. I was happy to do this. Um, I want to say I was basically, I'm recording on new mic. I'm recording via mixer. Um, I was virtually gifted, well, basically gifted, a mixer and some microphones for my birthday. It was a hell of a gift. Um I'm working on getting a fourth mic because I have a six channel mixer podcasters. you know what I mean um but yeah, I have four ports for mics, so I'm looking forward to doing more episodes doing more interviews especially now that I have a mixer and it's like a decent size enough for me to like travel with it in case I need to travel to a person um or if they can come here I can just have it set up and it's easy I can do you know via computer via USB via the mixer in general and I love it the mics are great I bought pop filters because you know I'm trying to be out here in these streets so I'm so thankful that I have this, and I hope that it sounds great. Um, I've been recording with my mic and my laptop for the last two years, but I really want to make this podcast grow into something that I know it's capable of, so I need to be as professional as possible, thus by starting with professional equipment, so... I'm so thankful that I got these. Um, that is going to conclude this episode. Like I said, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, email me, guys. No, seriously, email me. Like, I don't have any emails anymore. Um, I was going to talk about something that I saw on Twitter, but I don't want to. Um, but, yeah, email me, kinkswithkiki at gmail.com. Um, if you have any, you know, questions that you want to DM me, you can DM me on Twitter and Tumblr kinks with Kiki. And I am on Instagram kinks with Kiki podcast. This has been great. I look forward to talking to you guys on episode 68. I'm so close to episode 69. I don't know what I'm going to do for 69. But I want it to be great because I'm a perv. Um, And as always, I am your dose of black girl in this kinky ass world. And until next time, peace.